know that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you, so let's get started. Welcome back to the Heart Sing Podcast. Addie B and my sidekick here, my soul, <laughs> coming at you hot today. My body will just not allow me to lie to it anymore. Every time I've gone off task to do something today, I've had these little anxiety-like pangs in my body, like screaming at me that I'm going in the wrong direction. So here we are. I hear you, body. Let's give these witches and bitches a podcast to remember. Now, what shall we talk about, I ask her. Just right, she says. So here we are. What did I do before I just listened to my body? Pretty much nothing. I would just eat it, drink it, ignore it. I didn't even really know my body had these signals to talk to me. I just thought I was causing all of them, which of course I was that too, but I didn't realize it was there to direct me and communicate to me, right? Actually, no, that's not true. I didn't realize I was causing all of them. I thought the world was causing all of them. It was everything but me, right? I had no ownership of it back then. And if I would just still sit still and listen, And I know this now, but sometimes I still shove it down in the form of fiction books and criminal minds as of late. Instead of getting to my yoga mat, getting still, all of those things. I have to tell you as well, I think the weather is really having its effect on me. And so maybe it is for you too. I didn't really think it was a thing. I had forgotten because I've been chasing the sun so long. But I can tell you, if I lived up here in the Pacific Northwest, which is incredibly beautiful for sure, I would invest in some probably red light therapy. I'd be looking into biohacking my vitamin D levels more and my connection to the earth. Grounding sheets would be much higher up on my wish list of biohacking products. Normally, I just use the earth for this, but I can tell you all of that I think has played in somewhat to my mood shift, that and the solitude. Now, mind you, this is my dream, right? To be off writing in solitude with long soul-filled mornings, being able to create whatever I choose with my day. You can just see that vision, right? And I have that freedom now, and yet I'm seeking something more. I'm uncomfortable a balance to this, perhaps, to being with people and being in solitude. I need to figure out how to add this to my vision. And thank goodness for my online relationships with all my sisters around the world. You all keep me going, that's for sure. I don't know what I'd do without you. It's wonderful to know we're not alone on this journey, especially one digging into this magic inside of us. So in a conversation I had with one of these amazing women this past week, who has been a client this year, but has also become a dear friend, she made this comment that kept keeps playing in my head this week, and I want to spoof on it with you here today. I'm not sure of an answer, or if there is one, but let's philosophize a little bit together, okay? She said she didn't want to be the person just chasing shiny things, meaning not finishing things, running from like one thing to the next, and in the end, just filling up the space with something new and not getting to the meaning, right? Like that shiny new diet pill. 
you know, weight loss programs, for example. This one will be the thing I know that'll make the difference. We hop on the Weight Watchers app, the paleo, the gluten-free, sugar-free, the fasting bandwagon, whatever one. And you all know, I think, what we put in our bodies is important. On a cellular level, it creates who we are. But our, let's call it diet hopping, we will use to just illustrate this point of shiny things so we can start our philosophizing, okay? We can wax on, wax off. So we start with Weight Watchers, right? Of course. OMG, it's working. It's all I have to do is plug my food in an app and it's going to tell me all these great things and I'm losing weight. I'm loving the meetings where I can share my week and I've even roped my bestie in to come in with me. And so months pass by and we become a little less interested. It feels a little harder. We know it works. Why can't we just make it work like it used to? It must be the diet. That's the problem. We see an advertising in, in, in our thread and, oh, this is for you. Come see why eating paleo or keto or whatever, sub whatever diet you want in there. Look at all these people it's worked for. And you can hop on that bandwagon. At first, that's exciting too. And you're learning to create all the foods and eat that way. And then you start to let the little stuff in and get farther away from eating what you did and why didn't it work, right? All the shiny little things, doing all this diet hopping, not looking to solve those real issues of why we are eating. What is it we're looking for? Why are we uncomfortable? What are we shoving down with the food? I told my friend that she was not chasing shiny things from my perspective, and hers wasn't food related, uh, because she was seeing through what she started. Even it might not end up being what she does she was called to do this originally and it how it might not even be end up being there in the end but understanding there's a reason she was on the path and that she was so called to start this thing she's working on and when it gets hard she's in that ball of fear and she's doing it anyway regardless of the outcome but what if this isn't the thing for me she questioned and i asked her I'm like have you been learning things about how to show up in the fear oh yes <laughs> so much of it so much of it that, I explained, is what we learn on this path to any goal, because it simply just doesn't matter what the goal is, that there's lessons in it and reasons we need to learn those yes lessons. And maybe it's just as simple as that. And so, of course, this got me thinking all week in the back of my brain, just wiggling there, right, waiting to come together and out with a bunch of nuggets of knowledge that I, maybe hopefully will come out by the end of this podcast. How are these shiny things different from our breadcrumbs the universe leaves us? And are they? Maybe there are all breadcrumbs on your path because you got to where you are today with that crumb there. I don't regret any of my shiny diet hopping. I've learned so much about my body and how to fuel it. I understand now that on my food is fuel quest, when I'm stagnant, I'm ready for a new knowledge, something to get me fired up. There's some little nugget yet to come to me in this place. It might have nothing to do with food, but you never know. I'm open. Just watch him for that nugget. And meanwhile, I'm keeping an eye on the ball now while I'm focusing on my other goal as well. And this is where we get to how important it is to have one primary goal that has all your focus. And this is the book for me right, right now. Everything's led to this moment. What is your main goal? That thing you are obsessing about. Fill your ears with this goal, your mind, your groups, all of it. I'm listening to a writer's podcast right now. When I see myself try to follow some shiny objects, my thought is the book, focus the book, that'll come back later and if it's important. 
And I did this with my weight loss, you guys. That's everything I had in my ears was about weight loss and my mind work around that and urges and with alcohol too, all at the same time, right? I'm listening to these things that are helping to reprogram my mind, to fill my mind with these things that are going to move me toward my goal. And let me tell you, I don't want to focus on the book. (laughs) The idea of the book is much more fun. So is the idea of skinny, right? (laughs) Then the getting there. Did you know that according to, I think it was the New York Times, I cut this off a Akoff podcast, I think. Um, He was saying that 87% of people want to write a book and each year only 1% do this. And I'm like, I'm going to be that 1% again, like with weight loss. Do you know that also they say 1% of people, only 1% of people lose the weight and keep it off. I'm about 25 pounds, give or take, from like an actual like they, that my impossible weight loss goal, right? And it's been four years since I started this journey, about two years of keeping off 100 pounds or so. And I keep moving in the right direction. And this goal is conquered in my mind because I've changed fundamentally of who I am. I just have different beliefs about food and how to show up with it. I also know that part of my work yet is moving my vision forward. And I feel so good about myself right now. Envisioning myself at that 162, I'm still working on. That's still a work on progress. I'm still becoming that version of me. Each time I shift my focus, though, from the food and weight loss and all of that, where it's constantly in my ear and that one thing I'm absorbing, I know I slow my my pathway to that like end goal a little bit. And I know this now. I've done it a few times on my journey, and I'll still lose, but it's not my primary focus. Writing the book is, and it's hard. I want to jump at shiny things. What's your impossible goal? Do you want to run to shiny things too? Not to do like the work, so to speak. I do. And they're appearing everywhere. I need to create the next meditation class. What about a New Year's camp and a dates for the sisterhood? I want to do retreats and all the new sisters that want to join us. I need a path finalized and Now I have this awareness and I can see what my mind is doing. These are all great things that Namaslayer needs in place. Yes. And some I can do while I write the book, but some others are shiny obstacles right now. Look, camps are fun. Retreats are amazing. Creating courses are now fun because they're fun and I already know how to do them, right? (laughs) Writing my story has not been as easy as I imagined and I'm uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. Not in the telling of my story. You guys all know my story. Or anyone that's followed me for a while, I've done this out in the public eye. It's not about burying my soul. It's about like putting this on paper and unfolding the stories and what if it sucks and all those things that can come up. At times I'm loving it and I can see it coming together. And other times I want to scrap everything and start over. I want to crawl under the blankets and hide and do none of it. Ever feel like this? I don't allow too much of this now because I can see it, right? Instead, I see it happening and I peek out from under the blanket and I can see my yoga mat waiting for me out there that I so thoughtfully laid out for myself just just in case for a circumstance like this where I want to get out from those covers and I could see my me first guide sitting there with my magic pages journal ready, looking all pretty and shiny on the corner of the table. If you just get out of bed, Ad, get out there and move through the stuff, you'll find the courage. Get up. You can do this. Then I just move. Some mornings I roll like a big ass walrus onto my yoga mat, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
like literally just plunk. And I push play on the video. And that, of course, also thoughtfully selected for myself the night before. So monkey brain couldn't have too many things to get in our way. And I start to move my body and I move through the fear. And then I move into the meditation. And when I'm grooving, I don't need to have this conversation with myself. I'm walking on air. I bounce out of bed and go do it. And to be clear, I feel radiant like I'm walking on air a lot more than I ever used to. But I want you to know it's not a comfortable process. But the final product, when you finish the book, when you finish that thing you set out to do, when you've created a podcast show or made a website or a course or created a group, touch someone's life with your creation, whatever it is that you want to create or put out into this world, that feeling, when you finish that something, that feeling is everything. And then we're on to create the next thing we're here to create because this is how we're wired. If we release that attachment to outcome, We've already experienced in the process what we were meant to experience in the creation of it. And as Abraham says, you know, we are gross-seeking beings. It's like one of my all-time favorite quotes. We are gross-seeking beings. We're meant to seek. How do we keep growing and how in the moment can you know if you're feeling fear from the unknown that's making you want to change course on what you thought was your path or if you're having a negative emotion because you're headed in the wrong direction? Or if you're getting a positive vibe somewhere else because you're supposed to be doing that thing. It's a question, isn't it? And I can only answer for how I've experienced it. So I'm going to share how I push through and complete things that are so hard that I feel this way. They're swaddled up in this package of fear that often feel like I just must be on the wrong path because nothing right should feel this icky, right? I've asked myself this question so many times over the past month. Am I really supposed to write the book? This doesn't feel good. Mind you, every sign on the planet said, yes, write the book. But I keep asking, of course. And of course, I know this is all my thoughts too, right? And thank goodness I have my new power habit, my believing new thought work where I'm working through intentionally all of these thoughts as well. So how do I know I'm not being sent on a path just because it's uncomfortable? My vision is a big part of this. As I develop this future vision that I see more and more of it, every day I work on this for one minute, you can run a mind movie in your mind so quickly, you guys, be amazed what kind of vision you can have by the end of the year. I see this piece in it now. It used to be a dream, the book. Now I can see myself holding it, signing them for people, meeting them, laughing and smiling. I can see myself writing at those cafes in Europe and small town coffee shops across America, beaches around the world. I have this knowing in this vision. I can feel it in my body. I can see myself there having done this thing. And I know I will, but I do not yet know the how. And I've just decided I need to write the damn thing first. (laughs) And because apparently 87% of you want to write a book too, let me share this with you. The writing, I guess, is only half the process. Then you have to promote it, do all this other kind of stuff that you can get in the hows on. The hows, what are that? That just can amplify your fear and put you in paralysis for sure. Doesn't mean I want to be totally blind to what has to go on, but I also want to move through and get things done. So at this point, I'm like, just write the damn book, Slayer. Get the book done. And as you see yourself at this goal that you want, whether it has to do with your body or creating something, if you can feel that emotion in your body when you're there in that future world in your head, you can go there and ask, am I on the right path? Does this feel good? Does this vision feel good? 
We spend a lot of time working on vision in the sisterhood, but I think we need to even spend more time in there, quite frankly. I know I do. Each time I ask what I need to do to focus more on getting to my goals, the answer is vision. When I can see it, I can ask more clearly for what I desire, which is the outcome, and I can know I'm on the right path. I can release it, let go, and just keep clarifying that vision and allow the universe to bring it full circle for me to bring these breadcrumbs. And for, you know, I've done so many things on this path that I don't use, courses I've taken that ah, I maybe I didn't get as much as I thought I might get out of them, or I didn't really learn something new. But never once have I said I regretted doing these things. I believe I was there to learn whatever I needed to learn in that moment of doing that process, whatever it brought me. Once you set the goal, follow through is the course, because what you learn in the completion of those hard things can be everything. We want to change our goals when they get hard so often because we just don't know this how. There's a lot of fear in that. Take action, but let the how evolve too. This is still a skill like floating on air. (laughs) It is just about that easy, I think. I also think there's times we get derailed and that it's just fine. Look, I, I was thinking how I ended up at the Chopra Center. I My goal was to increase my spiritual connection. I was going back to learn more about meditation and where could I do this? How could I find out more? And I ended up at the Chopra Center to further my own knowledge. But then I ended up in this course. Hey, I could teach this too? Are you kidding me? How magnificent is this? I could also give this gift to other people. Oh, get get out of town. Thank you, universe. I didn't even realize that was a possibility until the universe delivered me there. So just that act of following that, this thing and moving through it and it allowing it to take shape, it's completely changed how I've formatted my entire company. I also see myself get um, derailed when I'm like reading books and on self-help books. For some reason, I have a lot that I'm done with them at chapter four or five. And sometimes I go back to them, but sometimes I feel like I got what I needed and I moved on, even when they've been really good. And sometimes, like I said, I might work my way back there, but I just listen to my body now. If I get the death pangs, (laughs) I stop reading. I stop scrolling Sometimes I'll get them when I'm scrolling mindlessly. I'll get that zap and I'm like, okay, body, geez. Today I stopped working on putting small groups together because that is so fun for me. I'm so excited about my new groups that are coming together. But it was also a shiny thing because to finish today, I needed to work on the podcast. So vision will bring the breadcrumbs, but it's also in the action of things that we find our nuggets. And they might not always be in the packages we think they should be in, or they might not feel the way we want them to. In fact, if it's not feeling uncomfortable at some point, your dream probably isn't big enough, or you're not stepping into action somewhere, something is wrong if you're not uncomfortable, most likely, right? And therefore, does that have to be true? This is why my new thought is, oh my God, it's all so easy. So at some point in our history together, you guys, when I truly believe that thought, oh my God, it's all so easy. I will have to come back and renounce everything I just said right there. (laughs) But until it just all feels so easy, I know it will when I'm done. But in the process, it's feeling a little uncomfortable. 
So I'm working through that thought every day. How can it be easy? I know it's my mind that causes any discomfort, right? So how do we get out that other side? And that is the growth. That is the power of showing up and stepping into the unknown. And for sure, I wish it felt better to write this book, but I know that I will finish somehow in spite of myself now. I I know this. There was a time I wouldn't have known that about myself. That self that wants to stay buried under the covers, because now I know how to show up for me first in small steps each day and opening my heart more to this crazy, beautiful field of infinite possibilities where I can do the unthinkable. I haven't even thought about the crazy, amazing stuff I'm going to do yet. I mean, what have I not imagined? What's the universe going to bring to me next? You know what came to me this week just being as I'm researching myself for the book? Yes, you heard that right. Going back through old journals and videos, I'm like, how cool would that be to have a page that links all these milestone videos on my journey for the readers to see my transformation Like as I'm going through it? It's really quite something. And I mean, that's what is maybe unique about what I've done too. Yes, losing the weight, uncovering my soul, challenging all these beliefs about my mind, body, and soul, all of what I need to be true with just my heart open wide and live video and continuing to do it here. Then my mind thinks it's a great idea and my shiny obstacle person wants to start gathering up all a bunch of videos and organizing them on a page. This is not writing. Can you see? Crafty our brains are. How do I know this is not a breadcrumb? It keeps me from the act of writing, of getting to my goal. It'd be fun to go back and find those old videos and make a page. That will be fun. I will do that at some point. And that will also be fun because it's easy. I know how to do that. It's also a great idea, but perhaps it can be done after you get the first draft done, Slayer. All right, shiny object, write the book. If I let my monkey brain hijack with too many brain babies, because there's a lot of them, like the book won't happen. And so breadcrumbs and shiny objects, goals and vision, balancing all of these things to get to your goal. Here's the thing, I think, <laughs> even having a goal but allowing for this field of infinite possibilities to bring us what we could not even imagine to plan, to start to ask what if I did this, but also knowing when you need to just put your head down and get it done because you're just distracting yourself and not acting because it's uncomfortable. That's the difference, right? It's uncomfortable. John Atkoff calls these things noble obstacles in his book, Finish. When you said you were going to get that book written, but you decided to focus on all these other things that do appear to also need to be done, but so your book writing gets shoved to the back corner, and then it just never gets done. And when you have that main goal, you make something like this your priority, you're writing about it every day, taking steps toward that goal. It's not easy or comfortable always, but in the action, the fear will dissipate. It takes some mindset and soul set work each day to make it doable. I mean... This is your big impossible goal, right? What is yours? Becoming that person you envision, whether it's at a goal weight or your health or when you're an author, whatever the goal is, it'll be scary because you've not yet done it. You most likely have all kinds of self-doubt wrapped up in this goal. We probably already have all these things we want, right? The shiny things that can distract us. In my experience, most of those are either because I'm comfortable with them because I've done them or I know what to expect or someone's done a great job marketing to me and has made it look easier and that for sure this is the solution. Like, lose 20 pounds in 20 days, just take this pill, see all these people that did it too? 
one of those, right? Like when it's, it looks super easy and there's no growth in easy, right? Very rarely is there growth there. So how do you know when it's a breadcrumb? I ask my soul, my inner I am, that knowing inside. I get still and look for that yes in my body. And it comes in the peace and stillness and not when I'm in a ball of anxiety asking. So be sure to get connected with yourself when you ask what is true. Process the emotion first if you can. You're going to have fear on the journey. Expect it. So start to notice what it feels like in your body. Where do you feel it? My stomach gets a little queasy. My heart constricts. I even sweat a little bit. It's uncomfortable in my body. When you can recognize the fear and just kind of know she's going to be along for the ride, but we can manage her. How can I just feel the fear and realize it's not that bad? One way I like to do, you guys, is to focus on that sensation in the body, whatever emotion it is you want to feel. And you continue to focus on it. Describe it like you're a scientist. Take notes even. Does it really feel that bad? Allow it to be there and notice it. Watch it dissipate as you focus on it. If you focus on the sensation in your body, it will start to go away, describing it out loud. Take some of the fear out of the emotion. And we can ask the fear, hey, what's this all about? Get it out on paper. What are you afraid of? Where are the action items in there? How do we take action in spite of it to get to this goal? And we move forward. Then the universe, of course, feeling our movement, our intention, we set to move toward this becoming of this vision we have starts to deliver these signs to you, opens these doors of possibilities you didn't even see. And you're like, oh, that can't be a sign. That can't be a sign. And then some, and then it hits you over the head with, and you're like, all right, that was a sign. So what do we do? We get still, we write, we meditate, we spend time in nature. The more time we create to do these things, the more we see the synchronicities appear. It just is, which is crazy to me. So yes, I'm talking about doing and taking action, but it's just as much about just being. And this is the part I would bet 99% of you struggle with. This is the whole like reason and creation for the me first process in the sisterhood is it was my biggest struggle. Because until we can truly shed the guilt about putting ourselves first to understand it's truly how we serve at the highest level, to get in touch daily with ourselves first and foremost, to cherish our bodies, minds, souls, and this earth, this is the part that takes us from shiny things to breadcrumbs, signs and doors opening everywhere. I need to hear this today as much as anyone out there, I guarantee you. (laughs) Thank you, soul. Gotta love you. Love it when you show up because I'm not quite sure I philosophize the heck out of the breadcrumbs and shiny things, but I guess what I want to leave you with is this. Building this trust with ourselves and ultimately the universe is what opens these doors, these pathways to our goal that ultimately will make it all so easy. First, you must give the universe a path, a clear vision. We don't cloud this vision with what other people might want. It's your vision. Your people will fit in it somewhere. Don't worry about it. Don't let them influence your vision. Oh, my husband won't like that. Doesn't matter. You make your vision. See this vision daily. See yourself in it. Your body does not know the difference from you actually doing the thing or seeing the thing. Use the skill. Use your mind to see your future and feel the emotion. Feel how good that could feel. Allow yourself to experience it. Then meditate, release this vision into the field of infinite possibilities. 
If you don't do anything else every day, do a one minute vision and meditate, release it. And then write and make goals, track one every day, tiny little steps toward the goal. These little steps are everything. We watch for our signs. We ask for them. You can, you know, you can ask, you say, show me this is the right way. And you open your heart and you get still, you get in that space where your heart gets warm and starts to light up a little bit and start to believe like in Santa Claus, but in the universe and most of all in you believe you are worth any time spent in meditation at your journal, walking in the rain. You are worth this investment in becoming the person in your vision. We create this experience. Let's start creating it one small habit at a time and follow those breadcrumbs. And even when they feel icky after you follow them, stay until you find the lesson. Never regret. There's always a lesson. Finishing feels so good. Set yourself up to finish. The path might change. But set yourself up, accountability groups, daily plans, all of these are great. In the process, don't forget to put you first. I have a free intro to meditation coming up soon too, you guys. The links will be in the show notes. I'd love to meditate with you. We also talk about the Me First process for anyone interested and learn meditation that you can take with you anywhere. So you can get still and get out from under the covers when you need it the most. Ah. <sighs> Thanks for listening, my sweet sisters. I am sending you so much light, love, and gratitude. And until next week, when I perhaps will be somewhere sunnier more soon, I will talk to you then, my lovely witches and bitches. Slay her out.